Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Just Winging It. Today with me, I have Laura Awiti, and I'm going to allow her to introduce herself and let her be known to the audience. Flora, thank you so much for being a part of Just Winging It and for reaching out to be a guest on the podcast. Let us know who is Flora. So thank you. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure for me to be here today, to join you, to be able to, to, be able to share my thoughts. So Flora, um, I'm a psychologist and I've worked with refugees for a period of time. And then I'm also an abundant life coach, a certified abundant life coach. Um, I love children. Children are my passion. Um, and I... I love interacting with people, sharing, getting to know what people think, and just being able to share my thoughts. So I'm just here today to just share my thoughts with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask, what exactly is an abundant life coach? I really like how those words are bundled together. <laughs> abundant <laughs> life coach. <laughs> I really like, you know, the health life coach. You know, uh, so this life. But um, so yes. you have to make me feel more abundant. What is exactly? Okay. So when we talk about an abundant life coach, mm-hmm. there are five areas of your life that you need to look at in order for you to determine whether you're living an abundant life or not Mm -hmm. you look at five areas so we have health Mm -hmm. we have wealth Mm -hmm. we have love we have peace and purpose Mm -hmm. so when you're a person who is living an abundant life all those areas all those five areas of your life are thriving Mm. yes Okay, is it so? It's actually possible for all, the, all those areas to be thriving because I'm like, okay, so my health, my wealth, my love life, purpose, yes. all yes. of them are th- at the same time. It's very possible for all of them to thrive all at the same time, but often you'll mm-hmm. find that you're thriving in one area, but you're not thriving in another area. Yeah, so that is why that is where I would come in as, as an abundant life coach. So, for example, um you're doing well with your wealth but then in the area of love your relationships you're not doing too well it's hard for you to you're not in a relationship it's hard for you to get into a relationship with someone what are the reasons behind what are the reasons behind why you're not thriving in that particular area what Mm -hmm. is holding you back so that's where that's that's where we delve into when we're talking about coaching in this sense we will delve into a particular area where you feel I'm not thriving. And you find that many people, it's it's not many people who are who are going to have all the five areas. Mm. Because not many people have done the work in order to be at that point, at that thriving point. Mm. Yes. So it doesn't just happen. You have to work on it. Okay. I'm like, magic because I'm imagining all these five areas are really big areas. Yes. You know, and, and very important areas. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about doing the work, mm-hmm. my back already starts hurting because I'm like, okay, I do the work in my love life. I uncover the traumas, you know, what are my yes. traumas that are making me, you know, um, mm-hmm. act this certain way or, you know, is it to have abandonment issues? Then I look at my wealth. Mm-hmm. What is my money mindset? Mm-hmm. And I, it, it seems like it's a lot for yeah and maybe that's why then there's abundant life coaching for you to come in and break that down in terms of yes how to do it how to do it how to go about it well one thing i will say first Mm -hmm. of all you see um by the time you're going in by the time you feel that you want a coach that means um your self-awareness the percentage of your self-awareness is very high Mm -hmm. so i'll tell you that nowadays, like in the world, let's say it's like 15% of people in the world are aware of themselves, who they really are. 15%? Only only 15%. Because, you know, for you to even get to the point of self-awareness, for example, um, why do I do? Because, you know, we just assume that when you do something, that's just how it's done. That's the way you do Mm -hmm. it. But then you never stop to ask yourself, why do I do that thing in that particular way? 
it's how you've been brought up, it's experiences you've gone through, it's a pain you've gone through. So we're all looking at life through the lenses of our experiences. Yeah. But then it's not always that your experience is not the fact. Mm. But we all, you know, no one stops to think about that because you're like, no, that's just the way it is. Because yeah. that's the way it is. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. So um, that's why you come in and you have to do the work on yourself. So you'll find that why it's at 15% mm -hmm. is that very, very, very few people are willing to confront themselves. Mm -hmm. It's easier for you to want to go and confront someone and to tell someone why, how they need to change in this particular area. But then it's the hardest thing is for you to confront yourself mm -hmm. and address those things that, like you're saying, you know, when you're talking about, oh, work, oh, love, and you feel like it's it's just a humongous, where do you even start kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, um, it's just, you start with the awareness. Mm. You know? And then you you slowly grow into all those, you, you, you begin to now, um, you're able to look at different facets of your life, but it all starts with awareness and wanting to do that. So you find that many people are okay. They're like, no, thanks. Mm -hmm. If you broke, don't fix it. <laughs> but, then that, but then you're not living an abundant life. So you think okay. about the number of people that are not, you're not living your life to the, to the greatest abundance that you could, like mm. to the fullest, you know, but many people don't know that. Did you always know that you wanted to become a counseling psychologist and particularly working with uh, refugees and children and then getting into abundant life coaching? Was it um, always so linear for you? No, not really. Not really. So like I said, um, my passion is children. So I wanted yeah. to do, I wanted to go into the area of children, but then at the same time, okay, so let me just, <clears throat> When take I us did, back. yes, <laughs> let me take you back. Where you do understand? So my undergraduate is in communication, in public okay. relations, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I was going to do my masters, I was going to do corporate communication. So that was, mm -hmm. I mean, it that is what you're supposed, supposed to, do. to do. Yes, because it makes sense. You've done communication, yeah. so yes, move on to corporate communication. But when we're doing orientation, um, and then we we were now in the library. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, because for me, I just have this desire to know the mind of human beings, just the mm -hmm. psychology of human beings. Mm -hmm. So when I got to that library and then I started, then I happened to just be in the row where the psychology books were. Then I said to myself, are you telling me you're never, ever going to do psychology? Well, so that's how I just went to the registrar and I said, no, I don't think I'm supposed to do corporate communication because I'm my passion is understanding people getting to know people so that's i love how brave you are honestly, that's very <laughs> brave honestly you go and you sit down and you say i'm calling myself to our meeting is this what we really want then you say you know what i'm not doing this because i think for most of us there's the perception of what will people think mm. you know mm. am i being am i being too rash with my decision mm. you know am i actually really sure mm. that this is what i want to do Mm -hmm. You know, all those million and one questions that come our way when we're trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, but one thing, you know, even as you're speaking, mm -hmm. you know, when people people are always talking about, oh, your purpose, your purpose. And sometimes you're thinking, oh, my gosh, just stop it with all this purpose. I do not know. Yeah. I do not even begin to understand. Yeah. But one thing that will guide your purpose is what is that area that you're like you're so passionate about. Like you see, for me, I will tell mm -hmm. you that I love, I'm a Sunday school teacher as well. Mm -hmm. I love children. So the, the age of children that I teach is age three. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the age that I want. And everybody yeah. thinks, why would you go teach that class? Yeah. All they do is susu, cry, fight, <laughs> you know. They want to but, eat half of the time. They want to sleep. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, but that is my passion. Yeah. So that will direct me towards my purpose. Mm. You understand? So many times, think about what what is what is that thing that you're just because what is that thing that you can do till a hundred? What is that thing that you can do if no one was paying you? For me, yeah. that is children. Yeah. 
Mm. I could do children till I'm 100. I could do children whether you pay me or not, anything to do with that. So I start looking in that direction and see how do how do I now just, how do I make it come together, kind yeah. of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's how I, so that's children. So that, that, would, that would help you in your purpose, in the area of your purpose. Mm. And then now coming back to, um, so I, and that's how I now, I just decided no. Yeah. My heart really, really was in the direction of psychology. So that's how I, I, I started doing um, counseling psychology. And the very interesting thing is when I was doing it, yes, I was doing it, but I had no idea. Like at that time, mm-hmm. there were no exclusive jobs for counseling. There weren't. Mm-hmm. So I was doing it and I'm like, what are you going to do when you graduate? Yeah. What are you going to do? Because it doesn't make any sense. You're doing something that makes no sense for the space at which you're at in that yeah. moment. Because you're thinking you don't know how it's going to play out. You, you don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah. Then for me also, I really let God guide me and direct me. Mm. So f- you see that way, because I, I was honestly, even by the time I was graduating, yes, we're having the graduation party. I'm so excited, <laughs> but I do not even know. Like, I don't know. I was like, where are you going to get a job? Mm. There's no, you don't know any job that is exclusively that. Yeah. Then, you know, um, you know, there's this phrase that says, when the student is ready, the master will appear. Oof. Put that on a cup. Put that that on my forehead. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, let me, what I'm, it doesn't all have to make sense. In fact, it never all makes sense from the beginning. It doesn't. That's not how life works. That's one thing I can tell you. That is not how life works. You're going to have to take a leap of faith. And, you know, when you, when, when, because for me, it's like the Lord has directed you towards this path. And even, even in the way that the God deals with us, he doesn't give us the blueprint of everything all at a go. He says, trust me. Mm. So you do your part and, and then I'll do mine. Yeah. So that's how I finished. I graduated. And then, okay, so before I, I had been working mm-hmm. and then my contract ended, I was working with um, Wild Concern at that time with Wild Concern mm-hmm. International. So mm-hmm. my contract ended and my contract ended and I was just um, beginning the process of my thesis. Mm-hmm. And it was so scary for me to not have a job. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. It was so very scary for me. I remember I never even wanted to come out of my house like our gate like i was living with my family yeah. i never wanted to come out outside of the gate during the day because i'm like people will know i'm not working so no you know oh my gosh can we delve a bit deeper into into that feeling what okay. was it is it is was it that the perception people would have of you not having mm-hmm. a job was that is it that you're not a serious person or was it that work was such an important aspect of your being that mm-hmm. without it you felt you had no purpose or you had no standing in society what exactly was that so i mean it it was a mix a little bit of a number of those things that you've mentioned because Mm -hmm. one i'm like no i'm a working class person i've been all this time and you see this there's that status that comes with i have a job yes you know and so i'm like so, you know, the, the first few days as you're trying to figure yourself out, I'm like, no, I'm just going to stay in the house. Yeah. Yeah. So people don't have to like, they don't have to see me and ask me, oh, you didn't go to work. Yes. And then no, you're I have to say to them, mm. oh, and, and no, I can't do that. You know? Yeah. But that was just like at the beginning. Mm. With time, I I was okay. So for me also, mm-hmm. by the time I finished my first, like I finished my first degree and now I'm doing my master's, mm-hmm. I had vowed that. I would never ask my parents for money. Mm. I'm like, you've already taken me for my degree. I'm doing my master's. Yeah. I'm the second born in a family of four. Mm-hmm. So my other two siblings are in university as well. So yeah. no, I am not asking nobody for money. Mm. I'm not asking my parents for money. So what did that mean? I needed to find a way to get money. Yeah. So I had to get over that whole, oh, what are people going to think? I mean, sometimes mm. those things just fade away when like things just change. Yeah. And you can't just be in that space anymore. Yeah. So like I said, I had um, I have a passion for children. So I said, all right, what can I do with that skill? What can I do with that passion? What can I do with that talent? So now I went about, I made, I made posters because I said, well, I can, I can do, um, I can do, I can babysit. 
Mm. I'm going to get, we, we just bit like what we need to do is find a way to make money. Yeah. One, I can babysit. So I made posters and then through the, like I put those posters in my church, in my estate. So that's how I got one of my first gigs for babysitting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this gig was like, um, it was an organization. So one of the people from church calls me and she's like, I saw your poster, come to our um, offices, we'll discuss. So I ended up having them, like, they were having a meeting, it was December. So they mm -hmm. were having a meeting for the parents and the parents needed to come with their children. And you see, it's December, so nannies are not there. Yeah. So that's how they came with their children. That's how I got my first job. So I remember I was so proud of myself. Yeah. I, I had like, um, I think I had about seven children. All of them so, in that three-year age, age group. Be between three and about seven, seven, Ooh. eight. Yeah. So there were, there were, no, actually, I think there were probably about 10 kids. So yeah. what I did, what I did, I was like, okay, um, I can't do this by myself. I had a friend of mine who we were in school together. So we're both doing our thesis and it's, it's like, you know, we're in between jobs. So I yeah. said, you come and then I'll pay you half the money. Mm -hmm. so that's how I ended up doing that first gig. And then another thing I was like, okay, because I'm also a model. I mm -hmm. was like, I have got to get, like, I've got to get like work. Yeah. So that's how I sustained myself during that time. And then finally, um, um, so I my my contract ends in the middle of my master's. So mm -hmm. I'm doing all these things to earn money. Yeah. And then now I graduate. Mm -hmm. And then now by the time I graduated, I was now properly settling into being jobless. Like I was like, mm -hmm. okay, you know what? I've not gotten <laughs> another official job. So now I'm just going to enjoy being jobless. Yes. Because you see, back back then I was every day it was thesis, this thesis, that yeah. one into the oh my gosh, it was crazy. But I was like, oh my gosh, now you can absolutely just enjoy yeah. your jobless status. So just as I was settling into enjoying be being jobless, I get a job with Save Your Children International. Oh, wow. And I get a job as a pediatric counselor. So I'm exclusively doing counseling. So mm -hmm. that is just to say, it won't, it doesn't all make sense. Yeah. For me, I will tell you, if you trust God, mm. God, God will just direct and order your footsteps. And you may, so it's how I look at it is like, mm -hmm. it's a big puzzle. Mm. And as long as you're doing something, you see now, as I would see, oh, go babysit this, oh, go do that. All yeah. those little things are a piece of the puzzle. Mm. It's a big puzzle. You can't see it. But then even like all the confusion, they're trying yeah. to figure out. They may be meeting this person. They're, oh, I've made, so, so I also made business cards at that time, you know, for my, oh, wow. for my little for my little um, business, you know, yeah. for babysitting. So all that is a piece of the puzzle. Also, in all mm -hmm. that, in all that, I remember I was like, I was born to read news. Mm. So on top of all those things, I was out there making demos. So back then, I was like, oh, drop this demo, KTN, KBC, NTV, all that. Yeah. So that drop demos. So that what that got me, well, I didn't get to read news. Mm -hmm. but at least I got to do radio voiceovers mm. so it will get you you know one thing one one quote for me um that that means like it's so profound yeah by John Ron it says mm -hmm. success is what you attract by who mm. you become mm. so it's about it's <laughs> that success is not it's about what you're doing in the in the meantime as you're becoming yeah. what are you doing are you just sitting at home? For example, you're in between jobs. What are mm -hmm. you doing with the time that you have at home? Yeah. Are you just sitting? Fine, yeah, I know you can say like, let's say I'm applying for jobs, whatnot. But other than that, what are you doing? What yeah. are you reading to develop yourself? Let's say it comes to your health. What are you doing about your physical health? Are you exercising? Are you yeah. working out? Like, what are you doing in order as you become? Because it's sometimes we want to look at the big things and the flamboyant things, but sometimes it's yeah. just those small things that will are helping you to become, that will attract that success. Sometimes um, that those little things turn out to be the big thing. Yeah. You understand? Like you'll be doing all these little things, but at the same time you're applying for jobs, but then that little thing becomes your big thing. 
Yeah. You know, I think I, I like what you said in terms of sometimes we're always so big to focus on the big things. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, um, I was talking to someone about my career and he mm-hmm. asked me, I, do you think you're being impatient? Mm. And that question caught me so off guard because I was like, because um, I was explaining how I'm very confused and, you know, like nothing is making sense at this mm. point, you know, like I'm supposed to be at a certain mm. point doing certain things, you know, um, but nothing is making sense. And I'm mm. like, okay, so what direction do I go? And the first mm. question, you know, he sits back and he asks me, are you being impatient? Mm. And I couldn't even lie. I just said, yeah. <laughs> because, I like, yeah okay. <laughs> you know, because in my head, the mm-hmm. way things are supposed to pan out, mm-hmm. it's one after the other. You know, mm-hmm. you come out of uni, you know, you do your undergrad, you do your master's, you get the job, the mm-hmm. job makes sense for you, it leads you to something else. Mm-hmm. But then and in all areas of our lives, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you date someone, you fall in love and you mm-hmm. get married or you do this and this and this. Mm-hmm. But Oftentimes, I guess because when we are so focused on the big picture and things must work mm-hmm. in a certain way and go in a certain direction, you don't realize that there's more to things than just the big things. Than just you know? the big things. That's so true. Um, in all the in all the little things that you do, they do add up. You know, mm-hmm. it's the, the value of compounding. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I'm trying to focus on like, okay, you know, where am I going to get a big job? Or where am I going mm-hmm. to get a big career? Where, where am I going to fit in this space? It's mm-hmm. the, as you rightfully said, what am I doing every day that I wake up? Am I actually working yes. things? Mm-hmm. Um, so even though, you know, in a lot of ways, I may just be winging it because I mm-hmm. don't understand, you know, how all of these pieces are going to fit in the puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's, still some sort of kind of work I need to put in mm. even if it doesn't make sense and I think that's the problem when it doesn't make sense we're kind of like it doesn't make sense I'm gonna sit back mm. if it's not making sense then what's the point mm. you know? um, mm-hmm. but if I could read something that I you know I found that you said mm-hmm. uh, you know just as I was googling I really liked it and it said one of the things I learned and this is what rather Flora has said one of the things I learned a great deal about was claiming my space Mm-hmm. I learned to stand up for myself and for what I believed was right as I honored my values. Mm-hmm. This process continually built my confidence in who I was as an individual and as a leader. Mm-hmm. But I gradually learned that for me to grow, I needed to speak up and not fear what others would think or say because mm-hmm. I could never control other people's responses or the impact I have on them. And this mm-hmm. is something said um, on the coaching fellowship. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> where did she get like oh okay so i was waiting for you to say okay who said that wow it is you it is oh, wow. you that was it is you wow. this is 2017 november 12th goodness wow yeah and i think I, I i really really love it because the reality is i think maybe a lot of us are not using our our voices even mm-hmm. to you know to step into the spaces we need to step into mm-hmm. you know we're too afraid of what people would think you know or you know a big thing is perception you know people mm-hmm. already perceived me like this you know people knew you had a job mm-hmm. you know that all of a sudden you're like no i don't have a job and so mm-hmm. what will the perception be like you know so self sabotage is i think a very big mm-hmm. maybe that's why percent of people actually are self aware mm-hmm. um, and done the work Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah so i so i think it's very important to you know hear people's stories and their processes because you know when i see you now and i see you know you're doing your counseling psychologist who focuses on children you know and, mm-hmm. and refugees and who is an abundant life coach mm-hmm. you know they say like it looks like you you know you've always known what it is that you mm-hmm. wanted to do mm-hmm. you know but i love how you said that your passion will guide your purpose yeah yeah, you know, absolutely. I think that's so important for many of us to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 very true. And um, you know, like, you know, I, you said I'm supposed to, supposed to. Oh my mm. God, supposed to is going to finish you. Like, take <laughs> supposed to and throw it out the window. Yeah, word of advice. Like, what I know, it's easier said than done mm. because it's very. That's just how every normal human being will be. I mean, when you're a person with goals, Mm. you're going to be like, by this time, I'm supposed to. By that time, that is what is going to frustrate you the most. Yeah. Because that's just not how life works. Mm. Yeah. 
life will always throw curveballs at you. And the person who is able to, um, like sooner than rather than yeah. later, throw out supposed to out the window. Yeah, it's going to be more resilient during that time. But when you're yeah. someone who it's like by this time, by this, and I should have done, and and no, and life and and life is just like ha ha ha. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because no. And and even then, you know, well, the Bible says that man makes plans, but God decides, you know, yeah. like God has the final word. Yeah. So sometimes just knowing that, look, I don't have the final word of my life. Mm. When you're able to come to that realization, then even when things don't go your way, and it's really tough, it's yeah. very, very tough when things don't go your way. And sometimes the things that don't go your way can go really, really south. I'm not talking little, I'm talking a whole lot of going yeah. south. And just trying to just come to terms with that, it can be a very, yeah. very difficult thing. And I'm talking from my own experience, you know, yeah. when you're, you're like, your life should I should have done, is supposed to have this, this, that. Mm. And then maybe it starts out like that. And then in between things just absolutely are upside down yeah um it's uh, that, that's why i've learned like okay so this didn't work um mm -hmm. maybe this, experience for you this relationship um for me it's, it's a big thing that that's it's it's something i'm talking about like very um it's like one of my the most traumatic experiences of my life so I come slowly, like I come very, very slowly. Yeah. That. Yeah. But it's like, you know, the way, you know, the way people say, oh, what doesn't kill you makes you strong. And, and, yeah. and you just look at that as a statement, but mm -hmm. I can absolutely tell you that, you know, there are those experiences that can come that can potentially want to kill you. Cause yeah. like for me, um, the experience that I went through was very traumatic and it was mm. very, very, very painful. Mm. And I absolutely was like, you know, this pain, I would sometimes go to sleep mm -hmm. and I would say to God, the pain of this thing is going to have killed me by tomorrow. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow because mm -hmm. of, the pain of what I was going through. Right. But um, I'm, I mean, you know, I, I, I look back and, and it's just, it's been like the past, we're in 2023, like since 2020. Mm -hmm. and um you know like overcoming because that's what a friend of mine was like no you no really you you didn't just go through you overcame mm. so I think the 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 overcoming is what even gave me the passion to be like I want to come and talk to people you mm. know like I want I have a lot to say that's what I, I can tell you I have it's not enough for this session I have a lot <laughs> And a lot to share, you know, because I really want to encourage people. And also for me, it's also just that aspect of being real with people. Mm. We don't have enough people who are real. So, mm. you know, when I'm able, when you're able to sit down with me and you look at me and then I tell you my story and you're like, this story is not congruent with who I see in front of yes. me. You know, then that's when you're like, oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. So it's. I think the reality is we, we uh -huh. maybe we are all, I think it's something we need to kind of bring down, the walls that we are all yes. kind of putting up. And it's also just because of the way maybe sometimes our societies are structured, mm. um, where, you know, come, someone can come and open up about mm. their story, but mm. either they feel judged or either the space is not safe enough for them. Mm -hmm. And so we've learned to be able to walk with facades, you know, mm -hmm. to, to, you know, look a certain way and act a certain way and talk a certain way. Mm -hmm. But when we go back to ourselves, mm -hmm. when it's just myself and I, mm -hmm. then when the emptiness or the loneliness or the pain kicks in, mm -hmm. you know, um, then you take off the mask, you know, sometimes I think it can, it can bring, a sort of disconnect with yourself because then you start asking yourself who am I really mm -hmm. you know I'm the person that I was when I was outside during the day you know laughing and kicking mm -hmm. everyone or am I the person that I am now who is so so such an empty shell mm -hmm. you know 
mm-hmm. very important for us to share our stories very openly and honestly mm-hmm. because I think something that I've come to learn is that when you share your yourself as you are mm-hmm. you're not alone yeah that's true that's true and not only do you find that you're not alone but you don't know how you're just like a beacon of hope to somebody like yeah. you just are like this huge encouragement to somebody else yeah for me that's that's my goal i'm just like lord all right so you know one thing also it's like mm-hmm. you can go through the most horrible because for me i'm just like this has been one of the most difficult times of my life mm. and it's like it's like ugly and horrific yeah but then see i'm like god can take that horrible that horrible horrible thing that you've gone through and turn it into be- something beautiful and turn mm. it into a beautiful story you know yeah so for me that's it i'm just like okay lord take my pain my heart yeah. and all that and use it to turn it turn it like beauty for ashes like turn mm-hmm. my ashes into beauty and bless someone with it mm. you know yeah but it's 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 a journey one one thing i'll tell you it's really really a journey because i i i it's like okay um maybe you can share you start you can't just throw yourself out there you start on a very small scale yeah with just a small group and what or or just just individual people before you can go on to to sharing with others because even then i'm still going through the healing process i'm not coming mm-hmm. here i'm healed no i'm coming here i'm going through the healing process but you see god doesn't expect you to be perfect for him yeah. to use you no he's just he just expects you to be willing and i'm willing i think that's important i think it's important for us to surrender to one where we are at at the state at which we are at mm-hmm. um, instead of trying to push ourselves further than where we are mm. and then allowing ourselves to be used in the flow of life mm-hmm. um, i think i think these times when you find yourself in a situation where you you know your insides are telling you you're being called to share Yes, you know, or, or, you know you <laughs> and you want to run. No, I promise you, you want. I just want to run, <laughs> and that's the reality. I think. I think it's very important for us to be brave. Mm-hmm. You know, be very brave and courageous, and to tell ourselves, you know, whether it's in your career, it's in your, you know, love life, or it's yes. in your just day to day interactions, to no, be very brave. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. my father always says, "This world is for the brave." no one else mm-hmm. it's for the people who are brave enough to go and put mm-hmm. it up there brave yeah. enough to share pieces of themselves brave enough to be honest about you know where they are at and the circumstances surrounding it and of mm-hmm. course not everyone is entitled to your story exactly, you know, that's exactly. One that they, not everyone is entitled to it because not everyone will hold it well yes you know, so but, true. but so being true. able to to just be honest mm-hmm. um about the stages that we are at in life and, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I think I'd love to do on this podcast you know for people mm-hmm. to come on and find that space and mm-hmm. um, to be honest because the reality is you know if someone asks you what tomorrow holds you have zero idea you know <sighs> Yeah. You know, if someone asks you how are you going to get from where you're at to where you want to go sometimes mm-hmm. it's like honestly it'll come will it come you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and there's also Mm -hmm. there's also a lot of wisdom in just just telling yourself i will do the most that i can do for today because tomorrow Mm -hmm. is not promised Mm -hmm. just one thing it's like just keep asking yourself if today was my last day if Mm -hmm. today was my last night on earth what Mm -hmm. would i do Mm -hmm. so when you when you live knowing that okay with this day I really want to exert myself to my greatest potential yeah. with this day, not saying tomorrow, mm-mm, just with today, the way it is, because mm-hmm. today has been given to me. I want to exert myself to my greatest potential. And you see, success is what you do every day, mm-hmm. not what you do once in a month. Success is what you do every day yeah. because those little successes are what will will feed into the big success. Mm. So that's that's also one thing I've really, really learned. It's what, because it's those constant everyday things that you're doing that will one day become this big thing. Mm. It, it's not just going to become a big thing one day. No, it is progressively becoming a big, whether you see it or not, 
with every day that you're putting in time into your health, time into your self-development, time into your relationships, then that's what is going to, over time, give you that big thing that you're hoping mm. for. But it doesn't come at once and boom, because that's what everybody expects. Like, not the way you were saying, um, people just see the finished product. You don't yeah. see the process of getting to the end product. You just get to see the end product and you're like, I wish, at, even me, I want to. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Can you carry my burden? No. That's the question. That's the thing. That's the thing. Everybody wants that. Everybody is like, I want the good life. I want that. Are you ready to go through what that person has gone through to mm. get to that end product of good life? Because they didn't just wake up and wire like that. Yeah. You know. I think I always say never covet a life you don't have because you never know what it took to get it and it takes yes. to sustain it. Because exactly. once you know, ah, you're going to say, you'd be like, you cheers. Die? yeah <laughs> like, yeah it's, it's, not that it's never that deep guys <laughs> yeah 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 but so i think if if let me ask where are you now where are you mm-hmm. now because you know from where we left off in terms of your career you got into save the children mm-hmm. um and so if we can pan out um from you know, save the children mm-hmm. up to where you are now all right. So from Save the Children. So, okay, of course, it's this wonderful job and it's a wonderful organization. And then I get sick and I get too sick to continue working. And so I have to resign because of my health. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I left Save the Children. And then I moved on. I came back to Nairobi because then I was working in the Dab refugee camp. So then um, I came back to Nairobi and I was just trying to recuperate and just get my health back. And then I get this. I'm not even trying to work. In fact, I said to God, I'm on a break. Yeah. I'm not working. I just want to get well. And then um, it, it had been three months after I came home and most of that time was actually just spent in and out of hospital, in and out of hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, then I get this this job that three different people from three different organizations send me the same job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes some things are just like, Lord, like, God, you're speaking too loudly. Like, yeah. a little bit, you know, <laughs> like I told you, I don't want to work. So that's how I got into um, working with Highest Refugee Trust Kenya. Mm-hmm. And um, there I was, I was working as a counseling psychologist, but I was working with urban refugees in Save the mm-hmm. Children. It was camp refugees, so okay. I did save. I did um, highest refugee trust for five years, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, I left because I was relocating. So I left the country, mm-hmm. and I was out there, and um, out, I was out there 20, 2019, 2020. Where, I came back. I was in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Um, then I came back and when I came back to Kenya, I thought I was done with Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And then I got the scholarship to now do my second master's. So I oh. did that. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm just telling, I'm just giving you the summary. I'm not yes. Cause the detail is just like, Oh, what stories. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, I did that, then I finished and I returned, then uh, mm-hmm. I returned to Kenya, and then um, November 2021, I started working with um, MHAB Rwanda, like mm-hmm. Mental Health Hub, mm-hmm. so that's where I currently am at this time. So, so are I'm, you in, in Nairobi or in Rwanda? I am in, I'm based in Nairobi. Okay, so it's... Yeah. it's uh... It's, uh, it's 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 virtual it's virtual. like yes okay. it's virtual so what i get to do is virtual wow. so that's that's okay. currently where i'm at and then also i'm also now doing my coaching because now when i went to do when i got the scholarship to do my masters i mm-hmm. now was doing the masters um concurrently to doing this my certification as a coach so mm-hmm. it's, it's not been easy. It was a very yeah. intense, it was too intense. And then that is when I was also trying to navigate the trauma that I was going through. So that's what I'm saying. It was just war stories. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I see myself now, I, I properly say to you that I stand just because of God, because yeah. it's God who threw me through. Like, how did I do that super intense course dealing with what I was dealing with? Like my mm-hmm. mind and, you know... Yeah, so currently I am I am doing that. I'm working with Emma, but then I'm also doing my coaching. Yeah. Okay, so I think, guys, I think if there's something that we can, you know, just pick up from this is nothing is linear, you know, and that sometimes there will be such intense periods in our lives where there's so much expected from us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but it doesn't mean you can't make it out of the other side and it doesn't mean that there's any that there's it lacks purpose because mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. i think sometimes during those intense periods the question is why am i going through this mm. you know or why is this the season you know that is here right now i would much mm. prefer to be enjoying I would. Oh, yes. Oh, you know, I don't think anyone ever wants to go through a difficult season or such intense seasons because, you know, a master's program is extremely intense on top of you doing a coaching program. Yeah. On top of you going through what you are going through. I think it's it's one thing I think that talks about the human spirit is that resilience. Mm. Because if someone asks you now, how did you how did you do all of those things at the same time? How? I'm just like, I don't know. Like, really. <laughs> I'm just like, all I know. But of course, I, it was not It was not my strength. It was the strength of God within me. And it was mm-hmm. the grace of God. Because you see, for, for a person at that time, I promise you, at that time, I should have been this person who I get out of bed once a week. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like, things are so hard. Yeah. I can't face the world. Like, I can't. I'm like... I never, you know how people say to you, take it one day at a time. No, yeah. I could only take it one moment at a time because yeah. my day could start like this and end up the other, like mm-hmm. end up the other side. So I really had to trust God and just know, like, it is God who saw me through. Because I was, ex- I was explaining to this friend of mine, mm-hmm. I was with her on Sunday, and so we had not seen each other for a while, and she was like, I was, she was looking at me and hearing what is coming out of my mouth, and she was like, it's a lie, but it's yeah. a lie. You know, because she's like, I do not understand how you're saying this is what you have been going through all this time. But I look at you, you smile like a normal person. You look like a normal person. And even for me, you know, sometimes you don't realize the magnitude of maybe what you have Mm. overcome, what you've gone through until you share your story. And then other people are just about to fall down. They're just about to just faint because they're like, I don't even understand how you're even, I don't even understand how you're able to just to be with other people, to smile, you know. And that's the power of storytelling, the absolute power of of sharing and of being very vulnerable with those, even with those very closest to us, because, you know, sometimes we're very, we're very open to share out there, but then those even in our circles have no idea the things that are Mm. going that we've passed through mm-hmm. and so we also rob ourselves of the support of our own community mm-hmm. you know i don't know i don't know do I, would, I would have a different opinion i don't uh-huh. know why for me uh-huh. it was easier for me to share with people who are not really privy to my life at that time mm-hmm. you understand because yeah. i don't know why i felt it, it, for me it would feel like they would they gave they gave me more understanding you know mm. The people who know you, yes, I know it's important for them, for you to share with them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, or like, they have their preconceived thoughts. Mm. No. So it, it makes it uh, it makes it not that easy for you. I'm just sharing my own experience. Yes, yeah, please I would found that I, I would find that it was easier for me to share with, let's say, somebody who was, let's say they, they were in my life, but then maybe for that period of time, they were not in my life. And so they mm. come in and they know nothing. Yeah. And then now I'm sharing with them and I just, I would always, and that's even when I would break down. It was so yeah. interesting. When it was someone who knew me, I wouldn't even break down. And I would yeah. have this like, I don't know, like sort of like a wall. And I wouldn't really tell you, but then somebody yeah. else, I would find that I would actually break down and I would not understand. I'm like that. How does that even make sense? But then also, it depends on how much understanding people offer mm. you. Because it's not everybody that you share your story with that is going to yeah. offer you that kind of like deep understanding. Mm. They really listen to your story. They're not trying to tell you, but you should have done. But No, they listen to your story and they acknowledge your story. They acknowledge your pain, mm. you know. So that's the very interesting that I, interesting thing that I experienced. So I think it's more assurance there. I think I think it, it's very interesting in the sense that it speaks to the fact that even those closest to us, the perception they hold of us, actually, yeah. it blocks intimacy. If I can use that word, mm-hmm, any mm-hmm, form of mm-hmm, intimacy, mm-hmm. and it's that's very important true. for us to, you know, to really think whether that's what we are doing in our personal relationship. Mm-hmm. Are we actually? Do we hold on to some preconceived notions or judgments mm-hmm. that would, you know, 
take someone away from actually sharing their story with us mm-hmm. or are we actually a space where someone can come and say mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. and feel as though they've left with their own dignity and self intact yes. mm-hmm. and I think even as we wrap this up mm-hmm. I think what I would close with asking you mm-hmm. is if you had to pick the most influential person in your life mm-hmm. who would it be and why the most influential person in my life mm. the i have at this particular moment in time mm-hmm. um i have i have a friend who is out outside the country mm-hmm. and this friend like she's the one person who um i would share with mm-hmm. and i would feel like i could be absolutely naked with her mm. and she did not judge me she was not trying to make sense of what happened you know mm-hmm. no it was just she just opened her like it's just like I open up my uh, my I open up my arms to you mm. and the the kind of understanding that she gave me mm. was very hard to experience with other people it was mm. such a deep fine you know sometimes yes i know sometimes you wouldn't know yeah. unless maybe you had gone through experience like that mm. and also it helps it helps to share with somebody who actually has gone through that kind of experience mm. because the offer you the understanding that they'll offer you the compassion that they offer mm. you. you sometimes like and especially as christians let's say someone is going so- through something you want to say it is well you want to say god mm-hmm. knows. no sometimes i don't <laughs> i know all those things don't tell them to me i know them already yes sometimes all i want is just for you to to just hug me i don't mm. even want so many things i yeah. just want you to hug me i want you i i, I want I want to feel your compassion. Mm. No. So it's like, no, you don't always have to say the right thing. Sometimes maybe just be there. You don't have to say something that is, you know, yeah. So for me, that's 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 one of the, at, at this point, that is one of the relationships that I've really, really enjoyed because of the compassion I felt, the love that I felt despite and in spite whether I was wrong, whether I was right. Mm. Yeah, that that's, for me, that's that. I love that it's friendship because I think, man, friendship is such a treasure trove. Oh my gosh. It's true. Finding And finding that, yes. Yeah. Finding that one person who is Mm. just going to, you know, okay, fine. I know as human beings, we are biased already. So only God can love us unconditionally. Yeah. I promise you there's some human beings who try to love you. It's true. They try. I know they, they we we can't because you know we're just human. But there are yeah. those people. I promise you, they try, and and just be that person to you. And for me, that's you see, if one one thing that I'm telling, I, I can I I know is different about me. Not that before no. I wasn't like that, but what I have become a lot more of is because of my experiences. Is no. I'm way less judgy. Oh my God, I will not judge you. And yeah. that's one of the things that will give someone a safe space knowing that i'm going to share and no matter how disgusting and horrible my story is you mm. are not going to judge me and then mm. secondly compassion i mm. feel like my, feel like my level of compassion is way more now i thought yes i thought i did but i realize i'm way more compassionate now because of what i've gone through the pain yeah. that i've gone through the pain that i've navigated the experiences the betrayal everything it's just made me you know it, it shocks me because I'm like, with everything, I shouldn't be feeling like I love human beings the way I still do, you know? Yeah. But then also, just like to to, to end for me, just yeah. to tell people that, you know, you're never going to, you're never going to have your character built when everything is going okay. Your mm. character is only built when you're going through the most horrible, painful. You will find that that is when your character is built. Mm. And you're stronger and you're more resilient and you're more perseverant and you're more compassionate. So you, those things, it, it's not learned when things are going well. 
for you to grow those things help you grow those things help you be a better human being say a better friend a better wife a better sister a better yes if you allow them to they will refine you as a person they will sharpen you as a person mm. to Just offer the world think. better you know because yeah. you know, you you're here we're all here to make a difference so you what difference are you making to people mm. so for me i'm just like well i choose despite and in spite of everything like mm. god use me to be a shining light like mm. despite and in spite i'm not going to allow everything that i've gone through to dim my light it'll mm. only make it brighter love that so powerful let people know where they can find you online or how they can get your services for those who had a abundant life coach and they are like my life is falling <laughs> apart <laughs> i need an abundant life coach you know let people yeah. know where they can find you and how they can get in contact with you all right so um i'm on instagram and i'm um, on instagram as flora awiti mm-hmm and um well if you reach out to me there then we can find out the modalities of you know if you want to continue and find out more and maybe you feel like you need you need mm-hmm. um, the services of a coach or you know someone mm. who, needs, who needs the services of a coach or a therapist because okay again another thing is you can come to me as a co- like you want coaching services but mm. then i feel like no you're not where you are at you need to start with therapy Because yes. Sometimes you can't just go straight to coaching mm. when you, you still need to deal with things that can only be dealt with in therapy. Therapy, yeah. Yes. So you can do that and then um my email address um is flowiti@gmail.com. F L O W I T I @gmail.com. I'll be able to link all of these and in- everyone can be able to click no and access your services thank you so okay. much flora for being a part of this podcast and for sharing and for giving us insights you need to do a t-shirt with some of these quotes that you have done <laughs> you'll be looking out one step at a time i'm actually writing a book as well so it's Are just you one step at a time yeah oh my gosh please once you do we would be so happy to even do a read as just winging it yes, and you yes. know, Oh wow, yes. Yes, oh, thank I you would so love that. Much. Thank I you so much. Love. It was such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my life, to share with you, to share with the rest of the world. It has really really been my pleasure and I've really been honored to to be on the this podcast with you. Thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening and for being part of Just Winging It. We'll be back next week with another episode. Keep safe. Bye. Bye.